Did you ever consider a loan move or did you trust the process that Pep was laying out for you? Um, I never thought about it, you know. Good. I always just see myself as... Good, he's past the stage now. <laughs> you talking about something from like years ago. <laughs> no, I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear it. I don't want to think of him thinking of going somewhere else. Even on loan. Oh, right. You know. I like it. I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> the official Manchester City podcast. Watch the full video version of this show via City Plus now. Nadam, Phil Foden, um, an academy graduate like yourself. Mm. Um, for me, probably the most technically gifted player that City have got. Um, got in what, general, you say? Well, I would say so. I think we may have players who at the moment are performing mm-hmm. to a higher level, but I think in terms of just pure, raw, natural ability, mm-hmm. touch, technique, vision... Yeah. I think he might be uh, might be the best we've got. What are you looking forward to kind of getting out of Phil in this episode of the Man City podcast? I think firstly to address it, when I jumped in as a word you to explain yourself, I don't necessarily disagree because mm. I think some of the stuff that he does and the way he does it is very specific to him. Even the way he controls it, the way he runs with it, it's like it's stuck to his foot. And there aren't many players who have that, especially with the dynamism that he has. So I think on the podcast today, just to get to know him a bit more, you know, to put him in an environment where, you know, there is no wrong answer because it's about your life, it's about you as a person. Because there's no way he's played on the same streets that I did and I ended up like I did and he's been one of the best things I've ever seen in the world ever. Yeah. Like he must have been somewhere else, he must have been in a lab because he's, he's technically amazing. And to know that he supports the football club, the club signed him on and he, you know, he made his way through the ranks to be at this point now where He's one of the most successful players ever, let alone at his age. Like, what does that feel like? What does it feel like to be Phil Foden? Is he living the dream? What does he love the most? What does he not like the most, you know? And what, what does he want from the future when he's already done it all? What do you think his ceiling is? Because for me, I think they could potentially one day, you know, without heaping too much pressure, there could be a statue of him outside the stadium. Yeah. I mean, he's already won so much. Where can he be in two, three years' time? I think in if we talk about the club's more recent history, like he's the most consequential consequential academy player. So in fact, since it's been an academy, mm-hmm. he's and because I know that because I was the first signing when it became an academy, he's by far the most consequential that the club have ever had. And this is going back to ninety six, ninety seven, I think it was when it first started. Phil's the guy. We've got we've had Sean Wright Phillips and others like Mike Hurston, well, Sean, you know, England International, but no one's been as successful as Phil has. And you think about how young Phil was when he started, all the talk about some people saying he should leave, he should stay, whatever. He's done it. He's England International, multiple league winner, multiple cup winner, starter for right now, arguably one of the best teams in the world, if not the best team in the world. He can improve on an individual basis, but the environment that he's in now is the type of thing that you know he could only ever really have dreamt of to be a part of based on his years from watching City. So I think he can continue to get better, can continue to be driven, he can take his game to a whole new level because you know people want to see him inside more. People don't necessarily want to see him out wide, but I think he'll master his craft. And as we look at some of the best players we've seen across the years for City, they've always been a bit older. They're like 26 to like 31, 32. 
imagine Phil Foden in that time with all the experience that he's already had his ceiling is whatever he wants it to be he's going to be in his prime in a few years from now which is frightening oh I don't get me started on that that is yeah because he, he sort of started in playing for the first team in the Centurions year 2017-18 uh, and then obviously since then he's just been pretty consistent consistent rise really when he's been in the first team for that long sometimes people forget he is an academy yeah. uh, product and it's an amazing vindication of this academy's setup yeah. that we've produced a player of that yeah. quality. They, to put it into context, like there might not be another Phil Foden that comes out of the academy again, but in the same breath, the fact the academy was good enough to be able to nurture that sort of talent because not every academy would be in that same position. Mm -hmm. You know, some academies might not be able to bring out the best in the individual, especially one that might have been as say slim as he was when he was younger. You know, find the right position for him, allowing him to be able to develop physically whilst also getting the chance to play. I think all that stuff balances itself out to give yourself the best opportunity. Well, best of all, Phil had something within him that was driving him to be the person that he is today. So I think the academy is huge. There's so many good players that are in it now, so many good players that have been in it before. And when you see someone like Phil doing what he's doing, he's an inspiration for them. And they can try and walk in his footsteps, try and learn the things that they've learned. And I think it was... Um, it was that game in Switzerland that we went to. I was watching pitch side before the game, and I think it was Micah Hamilton. I think that was his first squad that he was involved in. And he was on the pitch, everyone was doing like the rondos, the keep ups and the warm up. But Phil went over to him and Rico and they were doing their thing together. You know, so, so he's become a real kind of beacon of the academy yes. for, for our other academy. Yes, yeah. yes. And you know, it's good to have a familiar, not a familiar face, to have someone that's trodden the path that you've trodden before but it's also Phil Foden like that's the guy mm. not only is he from the academy but he's the guy and he's come and he understands what like what it's like to be in your position and that's why he's committed to make sure you're comfortable to give yeah. yourself the best opportunity he's now a serial winner five Premier League titles he lit up a, a Champions League final when he came off the bench so right let's get on with it so this is the official Manchester City podcast and our guest today is Phil Foden Phil Foden, thank you very much for joining us on the official Manchester City podcast. Let's just start with this season. How do you think things are going? How are you feeling in yourself? Yeah, I thought we started the season good and then we had a bit of a funny patch, if you like. Um, we changed like a different formation and it didn't seem to work. Um, but now we're back up and flowing and what's impressing me at the moment, we're scoring a lot of goals, um, which is nice to see. It's, it's important, you know, for the, the attacking players to keep scoring, for the confidence um, and for the team as well. So, yeah, it's a step in the right direction and we want to keep building on this. When you say attacking players to keep scoring, you talk about yourself. Like, are you someone who's driven by the goals and assists or is it more so just about playing well? No, I'm, I'm s probably playing well is more important. But if you speak to all the attacking players, when you score or do something good like an assist, um, you know, it just gives you some form of confidence and going into the next game she's just a lot more confident in in a way so so yeah it's most importantly playing well is obviously important but when I'm scoring and assisting I think the game goes to the next level I think you can see that 
See, that's why I struggle with it, scoring enough goals. Didn't <laughs> yeah. so I that wasn't your job, though, was it? <laughs> no, one, no one ever really saw my next level, but yeah. such is life. But... What, what about with, with Kevin's injury? There's obviously been a bit, a bit more of an opportunity. You got a bit more freedom, maybe. How's, how's that been for you? Have you enjoyed that? Yeah, I did. Um, obviously, the manager, I think Newcastle at home, when I started doing it, he let me come inside more and drift inside and find the pockets. And yeah, it's something I enjoyed. I think from... A young age, it's where I've always played as well, so so I'm used to that position. So yeah, he enjoyed it, but now I seem to be back high and wide on the wing. So you never know with this manager, you know, he always switches it up and you, you have to be prepared um, to play different positions. Yeah. Where, where do you reckon you've played your best football, inside or out wide? Oh, that's so difficult. I think I play my best football on the right. Yeah. Um have it coming inside or wide. I just stay up more, mostly on the right, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. I think I can do a lot more than on the left. Like, I think that's same for most attackers. You know, you want to be cutting in on your stronger foot. Um, there's not many players now that play on the same side, if you like. So, it's just so yeah. Because yeah. do you remember back in the day where it's like a right-footed winger on the right side? Yeah, you, the never, you don't really yeah. see that now, though, do you? It's, never, it's no, changed it's completely massively. Phil, since, since you got into the team, you've won more trophies than the vast majority of people ever win in their career and you've still got so much left to go how do you sum up the journey you've been on since that 2017-18 season where you started to make a few appearances right up to now yeah it's been a hell of a journey um i think it's so nice you know the story of the story that i have you know coming from the academy through each age group and progressing into the first team um so yes it's it's a good story and I've enjoyed every moment, but it's gone so quick. Um, you know, and the old lads always say that to me, like, make sure you make the most of your career now because it goes so quick. So it's something I always focus on is trying to get the best out of me each day, uh, making every day count and just trying to improve and, and want to improve every day. Would you back that up about a career going quickly? Yeah, I, I would do. I would do, although you're 23 now. Yeah, 23. Got plenty of time. Got time still, yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes, at, at 23, to have played for as long as you've played, to have won the stuff that you've won and been involved in the things you've been involved in, like that—that's genuinely amazing. You know what I mean? But it's the mentality you're talking about about wanting to get better every single day that matters. Because imagine what you'd be like, Rob Pollard, if you'd won anything playing for City. You'd have been a nightmare. But imagine for years and years and years. Everything. <laughs> it's coming far, man. Big time. Everything. What I like is for everything that he's won, he's still the same person. Yeah. In fact, he probably stays more driven. But, you know, you think it'd be the easiest thing in the world to say, well, I've done enough already. But is that because of your age or is it because of the surroundings, the manager and the players and stuff? I think it's more on me, but also the manager brings that as well. I think you can see every game he's on it on the touchline, um, trying to make us, make us better, improve every player. And that's the mentality we have and it goes right through the team now and you can see that we always want to win even if we're successful this year we'll want to do it again next year so that's just the mentality that we have even if we're five nil up the manager can be moaning on the side does that get annoying at all no it doesn't that for me someone like me i like that you know yeah i like that because i always want to get better and I always want to be t be told when i'm not doing the right thing yeah. so for someone like me i i don't mind it i like it and i think that's how he gets the best out of us to be honest was it easy when oh Tommy otherwise when you were younger and you knew you were good enough to potentially be playing but you weren't playing as much as say you would have liked because nationally then people saying oh maybe you should go on loan and so on to get a chance to play football 
Was that a tough spell for you or was it just a case of trusting what the manager was saying? Yeah, it was really tough because obviously I, I love playing football and when you're not playing many minutes, it's, it's so difficult. Um, but, you know, I had a few conversations with the manager and he said, just be patient. Look at the quality that's in front of you. It's so difficult, but, you know, as time goes on, you will get your chance because the way you train every day and apply yourself is, is important and you just have to be ready when injuries happen and, and things like that and you get your opportunity you have to take it and... He started throwing me in, in in massive games. I think I remember the Tottenham game at home when he just he started me. It was a shot to me and ended up scoring the winning goal. So it's just moments like that he was trying to prepare me for and I just had to make sure I was ready. Yeah. So did you ever consider a loan move or did you trust the process that Pep was laying out for you? Um, I never thought about it, you know. Good. I always just see myself as... Good, he's past the stage now. <laughs> you talking about something from like years ago? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. Good. I'm oh, glad sorry. to hear it. What difference does it make anyway? I don't, want to, I don't want to think of him thinking of going somewhere else. Even on loan. Oh, right. You know, the best, you know. I like you. Yeah. I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> no, honestly, I just always see myself as a City player. I always just thought if I work hard enough and and I know what my ability is about, I can, I can push in the team and... Over time, I started getting more minutes, and and now I've, I'm probably getting the most minutes I have this year. So, so yeah, I've worked really hard for it, and I have to thank the manager for that for trusting me and keeping me around. You've become a real kind of icon of the academy as well. Um, I think it sent a message to every young player at this football club that they they can make it. And I think you were talking before Micah Hamilton before mm. the game in Switzerland, and yeah. they they're definitely looking to you. Do you feel that? Do you feel that you're You've you've got on a duty almost to kind of take them under your wing a little bit when they come because you were in that position previously. Yeah, definitely. I think a, a dream of mine is to try and play as many, with many as academy players as possible during the first team. So, so obviously to see Rico and Oscar doing so well as well. So, so it's good to see. And yeah, Rico's unbelievable for his age. So is Oscar. To see them doing what they're doing now, um, yeah, so good. And yeah, they're going to be important for us. Like I said, when injuries come, you never know what's going to happen through a long season um, they're always there and ready to step up let's talk about both of those individually we've had them both on the podcast separately both like really really amazing guys let's start with Rico because Pep seems to really admire his ability to take information on and, and play in different positions there was the game in pre-season where he, he played high in midfield was the best player on the pitch I mean he he's just so he just understands football oh, doesn't he 18 yeah that's crazy for I hit 18, um, yeah, I think he's much more alert than I was like, yeah. his, of his surroundings and how intelligent he is. Um, yeah, it's not normal to find that in an 18-year-old, you know. It only comes over time, but yeah, he's so intelligent on the pitch and for the manager to trust him in midfield in these big games just, just shows that, you know what I mean? So, And Oscar is a player watched a lot in uh, for, for, the, for the EDS last year in particular. He was absolutely unbelievable. Um, very kind of naturally gifted footballer, um, bit of a street footballer in this. He likes to yeah, take players, yeah. a bit of a throwback. How much do you like watching him play? Yeah, I love it. It's, it's similar to me, you know, left foot. He likes to get in the pockets and turn. Um, yeah, unbelievable player. Um, every time he's played for us now and come on, he's, he's done well as well. So he's really making an impact. Got an assist the other day. So really happy for him. Question. I think I've asked something similar to this before, yeah. So imagine a training session, the pitch is... 15 by 15 or something, yeah. It's one versus one, two goalies are in. It's Rico and Oscar, first to five, who wins? <laughs> oh, I don't know, you know. Yeah, that's a difficult question, though. 
These are the hard-hitting questions. Oh, listen, I don't want to disappoint someone. Do you know what I mean? Just say five four. Just say five four to someone deflected goal winning uh, the fifth play. Who is it? I think Rico just edges it. Does it? Sorry, Oscar. <laughs> He's going to hate me for this. It's going to kill me. For what reason? Defenders why why, why would he edge oh, it? Now you're asking win. for a reason. Defenders <laughs> always win. That's what you need to know. Oh. Defenders always win. Simple. We have got a few questions uh, from social media that we wanted to ask you. A few fans have, have sent them in. The first one is, if you had to play alongside one former player from your nation, who would it be and why? So which English player from the past who no longer plays would you love to play with? Wow, got my thinking. Should have asked this before. What in fact? What position are you playing in in this in this game? So let's try and figure out who you'd be playing alongside. Um, probably in the ten rule, isn't it? So someone behind me who can feed me. Creative player. Uh, difficult when you've got a rough idea. I think I know which way he's going to go. I want to hear your opinion. So you want you want someone that's. Defensive, you want a six or you want Just like an eight? behind me, you can find me in the pockets. I think I'm looking possibly at Gerard. I was thinking uh, Gerard or Lampard. Yeah, yeah. but I, was, I wasn't sure if you played with Lampard. No. Yeah, no. Lampard, those two. Mm. Yeah, I say Lampard because I love the way he arrived in the box yeah. and scored the goals. Yeah, I didn't it's unbelievable. One of the best I've seen that. Yeah. It's always in the right place at the right time. How did he do that? I as a player. How did Frank Lampard time his rook? Because he just... I know, I'm acutely aware. The amount of times, like, you're defending well, then it drops at the edge of the box. Yeah. So that is not by chance. Yeah, people say it's luck. No. Did it, that many times. it that many times? It's, I think it's just knowledge, in it? Knowledge yeah. of where the ball's going to be. It's annoying. Yeah, it's unreal. Like, Outside of that year when he didn't see, he's so annoying. Like, <laughs> he's lost so many games, the ball's just dropping. And, it's, <laughs> and he's just there. <laughs> wallop. Can you coach that, or is that just... Nah. No, I think no. you could. Just you, I think you can do training sessions where you try and time your runs into the box and so on. But some of the runs that he's doing, he's doing it from deeper, from yeah. different spots, knowing his teammates, what their tendencies are, knowing where like the forwards run to, where someone else has run it's to. A bit like Earl, to be honest, comparing to Earl, like yeah. Earl's the same. Just for me, he just shot. he knows where to be every time, mm. where the ball's going to be. Instinctive. Yeah. Which City player currently do you feel you have the best on-field connection with? All of that. That's a difficult one. I think Earl, you know, yeah. Earl or Jack. I think I understand both of their games really well and I think the link-up play, yeah, it just works. Yeah, I had a feeling you'd say Harlan because yeah. you do, yeah, you two seem Well, to... it makes it easy for my job, easy for me when yeah. he's making the runs in behind and, you know, and there's so much space in behind, you're just giving the ball in behind and he's going to he's gonna always win it. So he makes my job easier, but he creates space as well, doesn't he? Because yeah, defenders yeah. are scared of him. Because they'll, they'll put two men on him now, so yeah. that'll free up space for the people in the pockets or just, even me. Just sleep a bit, sleep all together. Like, I'd never heard him getting called Earl before. That's my big Sorry, takeaway. No, no, that's that's brilliant. Yeah. That's going to that's gonna catch like, up. Jeremy, I, like I call it. him Jezza now. Yeah. Got, yeah, I've always got the Earl and Jezza up top doing yeah, the thing. That, that's that's, that's awesome. awesome. What, what have you made of um, Jezza, as you oh, call him? He is a player. He is interesting, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's the one that People pay tickets, you know, to go and watch a yeah. footballer. He gets people off, off the chair. Um, yeah, so good in 1v1s. So skillful. And, yeah, he's a player that we don't really have, you know. Um, so he changes the rhythm for us. When we need to break down a low block, he's so aggressive with the ball and determined to, to change the game. So he's someone that we need. And 
he's going to be really important for us this season actually when he mm. come, we come against difficult opponents he gives us a a different option, don't he? Because he is yeah. a different. He's got a different dynamic to has, yeah. most mm -hmm. of uh, most of the players we've got. Just looking back to last season, obviously the treble greatest um, season in the club's history. Um, I've seen some footage from half time Istanbul where Pep comes in and makes some tactical changes, and actually what he explains happens for for, for Rodri's goal, which just made me think that you know this guy is an unbelievable genius who can actually visualize what is going to happen how often does that happen where the manager will say this is going to happen or watch out for this and then it actually happens how how often all the time it's crazy yeah. honestly like we'll have a meeting before the game we're about to play and he'll tell us what positions to move in and where their defenders are going to be and it always seems to happen and you know now when we go into a game it looks like when we do the corner runs and things, it looks easy, but it's because it's drilled into us and he, obviously that's what he wants from us. So when we go into the game, it just makes it easier for us to, to combine and know where to be and every time it seems to work. Mm. What about the celebrations after Istanbul? What did you guys get up to and how enjoyable was that? Because that's a... Oh, yeah. It's obviously a moment I'd wish on everyone to have once in a lifetime, that feeling when the whistle went. And the celebrations after, um, back at the hotel, with everyone there, your family, and yes, obviously their moments I'll never forget. It's unbelievable. There was that amazing uh, footage of you taking Ronnie off the pitch on your shoulders yeah. and then everyone chanting his name. And then as he got in, he was like, Dad, everyone knows my name. Yeah. I mean, that was, to be able to share a moment like that with your son, I mean, it doesn't get any better than that, does it? Definitely. And obviously when he grows up, he's going to look back at them videos as well and see how special... Special them times was, so yeah, to give him that experience is, is so nice, you know what I mean? So yeah, I hope it motivates him now to be a footballer as well. Um, you know, have him, have him around the lads in the changing room. So let's see, you know, don't want to put too much pressure on him because no. he's only four, but I would like like for him to be a footballer, definitely. And the, the size of that achievement, winning the treble, do you feel that has sunk in yet or is that going to take a bit of time for you, do you think? Uh, I don't think it has, you know, it's it's crazy, like, from being a ball boy here, for me to be a part of a team that wins a treble, um, and the first Champions League is, yeah, I just don't think it's going to sink in, honestly, it's it's once in a lifetime, if you ask me, um, to do a treble, you know, there's only one team that's done it before, so, if we're ever going to do that again, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be so hard, but yeah, we're definitely capable of doing it. Basically living everyone's dream. From ball boy to, you know what? Listen, that's ball boy as well. I just didn't make it. <laughs> just, just didn't, you just, I just didn't. I just didn't win a treble. No, yeah. but you know, <laughs> I want a, I want a derby. Does that count? You that's were a, count for something. You were a bloody good ball boy, though. To be fair, have you ever <laughs> fell over the ball boy? No, nah, I so I, I used to. No, nah, I used to be. Um, I used to be in front of the north stand, so I was just kneeling down there, and it was all right. And there was not too much drama for me. Everything was fine, so I survived that. That was in Division Two. Made all the way through, played for his first team, incredible, you know what I mean? Get a chance to play, to beat teams and all that. And then Phil came and then did that, so now he's the, he's the ultimate graduate now. Did we have multi-ball in those days? Or did you no. have to go and run for the actual ball? Or did you I think I'm running the North Stand to yeah. get a ball from the away fans. You did have another one there ready to go? Or? I don't know, multi-ball wasn't really a thing back in, no. back in the day, no, not back in the day. But it's, it's great, yeah, and because it's you, you're such a big connection to the fans and the football club. You know, so much has changed across the years, but they see someone on the field that represents them, someone who supports the team, someone who's obviously a very, very good player as well. Like, But what are your emotions like? Because 
in the crowd, even though everything's been really good, there's still this idea of typical city still exists in their mind. And you grew up experiencing typical city to a certain extent. Like in the final Istanbul, are you, when you're playing, are you confident? Or are you clock watching the whole time? Thinking like, is this something going to happen? reaction when Rodri scores? No, go on. Everyone's going on about it. I didn't celebrate. That's just because I didn't think the game was over. And I was like, nah, we have to win. I was just focused on the game. I, d I just walked back and didn't celebrate. Really? And everyone was just like, why have you done that? But I was just so focused on like getting the job done. I didn't want to celebrate too early, if you like. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So, so if, you got... if, if you watch the reaction, you'll be like, wow, what's he doing? But that's the coolest just, man ever. So I just wanted to get that out there to let everyone know. I just... Didn't want to like over celebrate and you know what I mean. Just focus on getting over the line. Yeah. yeah. Before I celebrated. And those last few minutes were yeah, it's a bit shaky, but they're always yeah. gonna be against like when you're in a final. It's yeah. you know what I mean, and you give everything. Even I came off the bench, I was gone at the end. Like, I felt crumb just because of how big the game is, and you know they're always gonna have chances. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's. I think our keeper really showed his, yeah. his value there, didn't he? Definitely. Um, I mean, he's an amazing goalkeeper anyway, but in, in a game of that magnitude and to be under the pump like we were for that final period, he was just unbelievable. Yeah, wasn't it? It's not going to be easy for a keeper in the final and, you know, at the end, they're lumping balls into the box, but the way Eddie handled it was fantastic and, yeah, he's a vital part of why we, we won the trouble. Yeah. Do you reckon he could, because there's a lot of made about, you know, he, Edison could take penalties. Edison could play midfield. Do you reckon he actually could? I've seen them, him training with the Brazil team in the Rondo. Have you seen that? No, I've not seen it's it. Just playing little round the corners. It's and different stuff. now. Rondo's are different now. Different. <laughs> but I don't know. He's so good with his feet in there, but... Unbelievable. Putting him in a scenario like an 11 v 11 is obviously diff different in it. So yeah. yeah. He took his distribution out from the back. We would be a completely different team, wouldn't we? Yeah, definitely. He's so like, I don't get it. Like, someone will be pressing him very close to him it's just so calm you yeah. just don't understand that how you can be so calm being like the last man and yeah he's panicked me a few yeah, times honestly, I'm not gonna so lie calm is the calmest man I've ever met like on the ball it's just so relaxed that makes a big difference that I think for the way they're playing lots of other teams play like a goalkeeper is part of the build out it's part of the play yeah. whereas from back when if you gave it to the goalkeeper so he could kick it 60 yards forward you know what I mean Yeah. but it's another dimension when you talk about like John going into midfield, you can talk about Edison standing alongside the two centre-backs, you know what I mean? As an opposition team, you can't go and press them because it's yeah. the goalkeeper. What do you do? They're just going to say, all right, I'll just move it here then, you know what I mean? It's one of the many reasons why the team's had the chance to be as successful as they have been over the last few years. He is the best in the world at that, and he sure. I don't think there's anybody yeah. who can you can live with him, yeah. Definitely. Even little things like the fact his left footed just adds to it as well. I'm out. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's like him as well. He's, he might, might think he's average, this folding fella, if he was right footed, because <laughs> well, his left it looks nice to his left. Yeah. He pings some absolute beauty. He's done it. Yeah, you uh, could never do that, could you? Uh, me, no, absolutely not. Oh, so. um, I've seen you play before. Yeah. Um, yeah, the less said about that, the better. <laughs> uh, our success in Istanbul means that we're going to Saudi Arabia to play in the FIFA Club World Cup. First time. City have ever been there. Is that something, is that a tournament that excites you and a prospect that excites you? Yeah, definitely. It's new for the club. It's a new experience. Um, it's one that we want to win to be the first to do it here. Um, it's all about just making history. So it's another thing to add onto the list if we achieve it. So yeah, looking forward to it. I'm watching because I looked at, uh, there was a stat last night about our record. We haven't been beating the Champions League for a very, you know, for a very long time. 
Whereas previously, I'm not sure City, not just the team, by the way, the whole club, the fan base, everything, didn't necessarily feel comfortable in that competition, whereas now we definitely do. Yeah. And obviously we've won it. Do you feel that as a player, that we're a bit more at home there now? Yeah, definitely. I think when we reached the final against Chelsea and lost, I think that just gave us a lot of um, belief to go again because we reached the final. So when you play them big games, you just understand how to play them a bit more, if that makes sense. Um, you feel less less pressure um, you just go in the game more confident and knowing what you need to do so now we've won it hopefully when we get into the late stages we, we can just take that experience and try and do it again Talk about the difference then between Porto final in, in 2021 and this one in 2020 uh, 2023 the training sessions the night before I could feel the nerves in Porto whereas in, in Istanbul it was so relaxed. Yeah. I mean, that must that's a big difference, isn't it? Yeah, I think you could see actually from the training, everyone was just laughing and joking. Um, yeah, that's just the confidence that we have now, not in an arrogant way. I think we just all believe in each other and we're such um, a good team off the field as well, like good team bonding. I think that's important. Um, so when we go into the field, we know we're going to work for each other and fight for each other. So it's so important to, to have this and I think that's, what give, gives us that edge over other teams. And this year's final is at Wembley. Mm. You know, as an England man, what would that mean to you to, to play in that, if we oh, can get that there? That would be nice. Try not to think about it because it's a long way, but yeah. obviously for it to be at Wembley is yeah so good. Um, yeah, let's hope we can reach it. What do you think? Fingers crossed. About what? City. Champions League, <laughs> Champions League final, Wembley. <laughs> can we do it again? Can we do it again? I, th I think, of course, it can do it again. Yeah. But lots of other teams have the same belief and the same desire. Yeah, you know what I mean. Step one is getting out of the group. The guys have done that. But then, what comes next? You need a bit of good fortune, good performances. Exactly, because yeah. for years it felt like City have been one of the best, say, one or two teams in Europe, but they've not necessarily had their reward there. So you do need good fortune. That's the difficulty of playing in the Champions League, but. Anything's possible, and it could be, you know, could be another iconic season. Who knows? But the fact is, they're going to be contending, trying to protect every trophy they've won so far. Yeah. And then for this young fella as well, there's Euros in the summer, which we'll hopefully get in the squad for. Maybe you can break that duck as well for England. Absolutely, that would be unbelievable. Phil Foden, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Really enjoyed Cheers. it. Thank you. Cheers. Walkers round the back, lays it off. Foden hits it. That is a quite magnificent goal. Walker burst clear of the last defender, helped it back to Phil Foden, and Foden clobbered it left-footed into the corner of the net. Phil Foden there. What did you think of that one, Nadam? Yeah, he's a classy individual, isn't he? Such a good player, and to get a chance to sort of listen to him speak about, you know, football, his role within, say, being a pillar for, you know, the academy, being a beacon. He's great. He's exactly who you'd hope he would be. And I think he does represent the club and the people of this city to the highest order. You know, I love him. He's, he's the guy. When you see how far he's come in a relatively short space of time, if he was to do the same jump again over the next five, six years, we could be looking at, you know, a, a, a really, really special player, couldn't we? Yeah, 100%. I think when you see him at his best, you consider him to be one of the best players in the world. And I think in the future, if he continues to improve, he won't be subjective. People will talk about him in the same way they talk about other players from some of the other more significant clubs around the world. So he's great. And you can see that he's got the ingredients to be able to be there. This is somebody that's desperate to get better, someone that's desperate to play and someone that's desperate to win add that into the ability they already has. And I can't imagine him heading any other way apart from up.
Yeah. His answer on uh, Rico and Oscar was, was lovely, wasn't it? Because he does clearly see himself now as, I mean, he's not an elder statesman, but, you know, somebody who's a bit more senior and, mm. and already kind of ingratiated into the squad and embedded. So he's now looking out for those other guys, which is just, it's just great, isn't it? So he, he sees his experience more so than he sees his age mm. because you're older than me, aren't you? Just a little bit by a fraction. How old are you? So we're late 30s. We're both in our 30s. That's the, yeah, that's we're the, both in our 30s. That's the... And to listen to a 23-year-old be shocked by someone playing well at 18 is quite funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? But for him, it makes sense because him being 18 and playing for the team is a long time ago in the grand schemes, in the grand scheme of football. Yeah. But I love that. Like, he's acutely aware of his passage and how significant it is and what it means to the academy, what it means to all the boys that are in the academy now, whether they're like seven, eight, nine years of age or and not just boys, could be girls as well. Seven, eight, nine years of age or people who were on the verge of training with the first team. I think brilliant individual and he made for a fantastic interview as well. I honestly can't wait for five years time when we sat with him again and maybe we listen. You think we'll get access in five years when he's like winning Ballon d'Ors and all that? I hope so. I mean, and we look back on kind of what what he said today and, and we just see where he's at at that moment in time because for me, the the... It's limitless potential with him, isn't it? Because he's just technically so good. Yeah, he's he's uh, one of the best football clubs in the world, one of the best managers, some of the best players, and he's self-driven, self-motivated as well. Yeah. Like, the way he is today, he will only get better from this point. And hopefully we do have access in five years' time because he's definitely someone that could, again, be part of the blueprint or like as an idea of what it's like to be a professional, what it's like to be driven to be the best. And not everyone will be the best, we can aspire to be, and I'm sure he'll be he'll be up there in those years. I enjoyed the question we got from our listeners on social media as well. So I want to encourage uh, the listeners to the official Man City podcast. If you've got any questions for our guests, you've got any suggestions for guests you want to see, please do get in touch with us. And don't forget to like and subscribe wherever it is you do your podcast listening. And until next time, take care of one another, and we will see you soon. The unbeatable official Manchester City podcast. Watch the full video version of this show via City Plus now.